Welcome back to the Walking Closer podcast. You are listening to episode 103. This is the 37th episode for 2020, and uh, man, what a year it has been. Nothing has gone the way that you, the way that I have planned. And uh, wow, what what a year it's been, right? So this may be the last episode for this year. Um, I don't know. Maybe there be there might be one more where I tell you about some changes that are coming to Walking Closer in 2021. But I don't know. I, I think I'm just I'm just ready to take some time off and enjoy whatever the rest whatever the rest of this year has to offer and uh, prepare for the next year. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but with uh, 2021 in mind, I have I have a little I have a, I've titled this episode "Change That Sticks" because I want to do something because um, I, w- I want to help you maybe break a cycle that uh, many I'm talking probably you know we're talking thousands of people. Go through year after year, especially with New Year New Year's resolutions. So um, every New Year, we have this tradition where we make resolutions, right, to make changes, changes that will make us better in the New Year, better better than we were in the previous year. Well, the problem is we we're so horrible, we're so horrible at this that that we we actually joke about it, right, and we, we might even make uh, make the resolutions even though we know we're not going to keep them. Right? And year after year, we do this. And year after year, we fail in our resolve. And since a, a new year is, is about to happen, I guess what we're about a month and a half away, I thought it would be good to talk a little bit about that. Maybe give you some insight into how you might be able to go about making whatever changes you want to make. Changes that actually stick. So one of the biggest issues that... Uh, we have with making changes is we don't we don't come up with a proper plan that could actually be implemented to bring about the change. And there are a couple of ways we can go about talking about this, but I'm going to use the pattern that Dallas Willard used in his teachings called the VIM. The VIM uh, stands for Vision, Intention, and Means. And what this is is a process by which we can say reposition ourselves towards whatever change we want, like actually turn ourselves towards that change and actually make it happen, like make it a reality. And so I'm going to try and break this down in such a way that it it makes sense and you could take it and hopefully use it to make the changes that you want. So again, we're talking about VIM, V-I-M, stands for Vision, Intention, and Means. So what do we mean by vision? Well, the vision is simply the change that you want to make, what it is, what it looks like, who you want to become, what is, what it is that needs to change. We're talking about what it is that you want to be different and what different actually looks like. Like, what's the picture, the image you have in mind of what you want to do? What's the, what's the new self you are wanting to become? Like, you have to first have a clear vision of what that is, okay? And then next, you have intention. And the intention is obviously rooted in the vision. So once you have the vision, you have to intend to become it. You have to intend to make it a reality, which means you have to actually decide 
to do it. Now, that sounds simple, but it actually can be tricky. Like you have to make a decision, a decision that empowers your will. It puts things into motion. And then finally, there's the means, the means to carry out the intention. So what what are the like specific things you need and are going to use to implement the intention that makes the vision a reality? In other words, what are what are your means to the end, right? You have this intention and now what are you going to use to carry out the intention? Which means that you have to figure out what actually what's actually going to work for you. What is going to to help you put your intentions into motion? What you know, and, and make that what's going to help you actually make that vision a reality, which means there might be some experimenting, some some failures, even as you figure some things out. But the goal is to find out what will actually work for you. And so there it is Vi- them, vision, intention, and means. Sounds simple, right? Uh, but why is it so hard for us to make these, these decisions? Why is it so hard for us to make changes that stick? Well, and, and as simple as a process as this may sound, um, it, sometimes things can sound so simple that we feel like we don't need them. But I'm telling you, something might sound simple, but it can be very complicated, as we'll, we'll see here in a moment. But in short, this is what VIM is. It's a process that can be used to reorient yourself towards change and actually change. And, and now this is a process that can work for just about anything. And of course, it's what I use when it comes to character transformation, but these are principles that can be applied in a variety of ways. And in fact, there are some other ways of talking about it. In fact, I heard the other day someone was talking about a very similar thing, and instead of vision, intention, and means, they used a contemplative stage, intention setting stage, and the manifestation stage. I prefer Vim, but... Um, you know, when they explained this, you'll notice it's very similar. The contemplative stage was all about going inward, and the intention setting stage was about de- about uh, you know determining what you want to do, like naming it. And the manifestation stage is all about action. And so, as you, as you can see, the very similar concepts, just different ways of talking about uh, the process. And uh, but regardless of how it's talked about, it's a process that has to be put in place. And we must have resolve to engage it if, if we want to change, if we want change that will stick. It's a process that we can make as complicated or as simple as, as need be. And whether it's complicated or simple really depends on what it is that you're wanting to change. And so generally speaking, the deeper you go into character change, the more complicated things can be. But it doesn't mean that they will be. But the potential is there. But if you're talking about simpler, more surface-level changes... Um, it's not necessarily the case, and um, why? While the process, you know, may have a potential to touch on some deeper mental things, the process doesn't have to be complicated and can, can stay fairly simple. I guess it really is up to you and what it is that you are wanting to change. And, and I'll say this: I don't, I don't think any process starts off complicated necessarily. Like every process starts, I think, fairly simple. Um, but as you engage the process, it might naturally take you deeper into more complicated places. Now, again, I understand how I define simple, complex, and complicated. Um, you know, maybe subjective in a matter of perspective. But I think, I hope you get the point here. Um, so something can start off simple, but it can lead to more complex, complicated things. And so, for instance, let's, let's say that your goal is to lose weight or get in shape. 
right? That's probably like the biggest, like the most popular New Year's resolution uh, everyone has, which is why your gyms just kind of explode at the beginning of the year and last just for a little while. But maybe, maybe you have an ideal size or look in mind. Like that's that's your vision. Like you have an image. You now you have to intend to make that a reality by making a decision to actually do what it takes. And so then you you gather whatever means necessary that can actually lead to making that vision a reality, where you you can obtain that look or that size or whatever being in shape means to you. So this might mean that you get a gym membership, you get a good pair of gym shoes, maybe you get a personal trainer, maybe you educate yourself on diet and nutrition, and and you learn to listen to your body and figure out what actually works for you. And so let's just say that you do some of this and uh, you, you, you engage in this process and you, you resolve, you're going to, you're going to do this. And so let's just say that you're about a month into the process and, and things were going pretty good, but your progress starting to slow down and, uh, but, but you've resolved to stick with it. So you don't let it derail your process, right? But you, you, you still have this vision you're working towards. In other words, like, you're going to turn this thing into a reality. And then two or three more weeks pass, and you, you progress somewhat, but it almost, I don't know, it almost seems to have grinded to a halt. And so the scale's not moving, right? You, you try harder, and you push yourself, though, to uh, even greater limits. And maybe, maybe now you spend more and more time in the gym, where a workout session goes from, like, I don't know, 30, 45 minutes to maybe an hour and a half. And then, and then you start cutting your calories down to a level where your body just doesn't have what it needs to recover. And so you find yourself exhausted, but, but you keep going because you have resolve. You have a vision in mind, and you are determined to make it a reality. However, um, things are starting to get worse. You're getting moody. You have a hard time thinking and staying focused on other responsibilities, maybe at work, because... All your energy and effort is going into your workouts and trying to make that vision a reality. And other, as a result, other areas of your life, they're, they're suffering and you have a hard time balancing things out and your progress has just completely stalled and things all around are getting worse. But you're, you're just so determined that you just push harder until, until finally you collapse. You're overtrained, overspent, worn out, and you're done. So you are now forced to take a break and to try and recover uh, during this time. And so you do that, but you begin to wonder, you know, like what happened? Where, where, did, where did you go wrong? And why, why did you not stop and reassess before now? Uh, like when things began to slow down, why not seek advice or ask the questions? Is this normal or is there something that I need to change or not change? What do I need to do? So, you know, you begin to look inwards and ask those questions, um, and you begin to dive deeper. Like, where, where did you go wrong, right? You start diving deeper into your mindset, and you ask questions about your vision. Like, in other words, why that vision? Like, what's behind that vision that fueled this drive, which pushed you into such an unhealthy place? Like, what is it about that that is so appealing? Why do you want that? And then what you discover is, well, this vision you have is actually being fueled by the image you have of yourself, how you see yourself. And it's all connected to how you were treated as a child into your teenage years. And 
you were picked on, maybe mistreated, which leads you to believing a lie about yourself, that you were not beautiful and that beauty is essentially based on a certain look that you're trying to achieve. So, and then at this point, it's, it's time to do what? Well, you got to get rid of that vision. You got to change that vision because that vision is not helpful or healthy for you. And now you're in that place where you need to change again. And your new vision is, it becomes this, this desire to see beauty as something more than outward appearances. And this process, right, takes you into loving yourself and seeing yourself as beautiful and not gauging it or basing that on a standard that is, that is, not, that is unrealistic. That's not real. And so you begin to journey on this path to creating, you know, making this vision a reality, um, changing a vision that's not helpful or healthy for you, and turning into one that, that is and takes you into a whole new direction. So, see, like that's, that's an example where, where you start, you could start, and, and the process you start with is simple, but it naturally turned into something a little more complicated and then led to dealing with deeper issues. And uh, so it's, it's a good example, I think, of how something can start that's just it's just basic. Like, you know, I just want to get healthy or I'd like to lose some weight or, or whatever. But, you know, sometimes just right below the surface there, there are some deeper issues. There's something fueling that. And sometimes uh, engaging in these processes takes us down those paths. Sometimes it doesn't. It doesn't always do that, right? It, 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 it won't always necessarily go into in, in this direction. Uh, but it, it really, I guess, it just depends on the nature of the goal that you have and uh, where you are as a person. Um, but it, it, it might actually have the potential, the potential to do this. And so, so some goals can start simple and end simple, but, but some can start simple and become more complicated. It, it really just depends on where you start and what you start with. And and some changes are more complex, and the process you go through can seem a bit more complicated from the start. I uh, especially see this when it involves character issues and the desire for, you know, this internal transformation. See, these, these processes are way more involved and are typically more in-depth because we're talking about a person that has been formed and shaped by experiences. Like, there's a lot of history. The person... The person you are, the way you respond, the thoughts, the feelings, the emotions, and the behaviors, they're all well-established and reinforced and, and can be way more complicated and unraveling. Not impossible, but uh, they begin. It's just, just a bit more complicated, and they can start more complicated um, than, than others. So, in fact, no matter what, regardless of the nature of the change that you're trying to make, no matter what, you have to resolve to stick with the process because Again, no matter what the goal is, you are trying to change a way that is comfortable, something you are set in, hence you know, being set in your ways. And, and again, no matter how simple or complex the change, we're talking about patterns and pathways that have been carved and worn into our minds, our hearts, our ways of being and existing. It's, ways that, it's how we, we're managing life. And that's what we're up against. That's what you. That's that's what you're up against when you try to create changes in your life, which is what makes it kind of difficult. And remember, even even the smallest changes, you in you are going up against yourself. It's it's the self that you want to be able to look back and say that was the old me, right? The old self, and now I am my new self. And before you become the new self, you're going to have to battle yourself. And that's not necessarily going to be an easy thing because the person you are, the person you have become is powerful 
and in many ways seems to have the upper hand. You didn't you didn't just happen, right? You didn't you didn't just fall in place. You you are who you are today uh, because of a process that got you there. And even though you may not be aware of it, but it was a process, and that process included something along the lines like a vision, intentions, and means. In other words, you, you currently have a vision in place right now, and that vision has dictated and determined who you have become and remain to be. It's a vision that can be good or bad. It can be based on truths or, or lies. It, 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 could be, it could be the result of what you believe about yourself or what you've been told about yourself and what, what's possible, what's not possible, what you think. And so when it comes to change, the, the first thing that has to change is the current vision you have that has led you to where you are, and that current vision has its own intentions. We say things like, this is the way things are. This is who I am. This is what I do. This is how I can manage life, etc." And then we start making decisions and taking action. And the power of the will is employed in it. And eventually, it helps to make that vision a reality. That's how you got to where you are today. And so when we are trying to change, what we are changing is the current vision that has led us to where we are. And in order to do this, we must form the intention to replace it and use whatever means necessary to help it become a reality. So remember, you're you're changing your current vision. And in order to implement that, there has to be intention. Intention to utilize the means by which this vision can become a reality. So we have to intend to do it. And so with your current vision... You have intentions that are rooted in that vision. In other words, you intend to do the things that you do that make that vision a reality. It's, it's one of the reasons we have such a hard time changing our actions and not doing the things we want to stop doing. We, we, we actually intend and decide to do them. And it's something we have to come to grips with. Like We, we, we must be honest with ourselves and realize that what we do, we intend to to do. Now, I do think there's a caveat to all of this, especially in the realm of deep addictive behavior. That there, there's come a time where it's way more complicated than this, and talking like this is not actually helpful. However, it doesn't change the fact that what became an addiction started with intention, a decision to do the thing, and even acquiring the means to do it. But that's not necessarily what I'm talking about uh, in this episode. Um, because you know, people in those positions really need to seek help to work through some very deep things. But I, I am more talking about changes that can be easily managed by, by most people on their own. Or maybe even with the help of, of, of a person, an accountability person, or, or someone to help motivate you. But typically, I mean, that, that's generally speaking what I'm talking about. And uh, something like coming to terms and just being honest with yourself about your intentions can be very, very helpful. So, for example, you might say, why, why, why do I always sleep later? I, like, I have every intention on getting up, but I'm always late. I have every intention on getting up early, but I'm always late. And then when you assess the situation, you ask yourself, what do I actually intend to do? What decision have I actually made? And what you find out is, yeah, every time your alarm goes off, you have decided, you have made a choice. You have decided to hit the snooze, or you have decided to ignore it, or you have decided to turn it off. You have made a choice. So the reality is you haven't really intended to wake up earlier. What you have intended to do is to basically stay in bed as long as you can. So you see how 
doing something like questioning your intentions can be helpful because it allows you to face it, to name it, to acknowledge your true intentions. And just being just being honest about what we actually intend to do, it helps gives us it helps to give us a starting point. It, it, it's it's helping us recognize maybe why we don't change and, and highlights something that needs to change and it points back to the vision that it's rooted in, like whatever that vision might be. So and and now listen, I also get that it, there are times where there are some factors completely out of our control and can keep us from doing what we actually intend to do. Obviously, I'm not talking about those things, but it's it's still helpful to assess the situation and ask yourself, what do I actually intend to do? If you want to know what you actually intend to do, look at what you do. Actually, look at what you do, and uh, it will tell you what you actually intend to do. And and then that will help you uncover, unravel some things. And it will always point back to a vision and a vision that actually might need to be changed. And so if we want to change, we must first determine what that change is. We need to have a clear image of what that is, what that looks like. This must be established way before anything else, right? Once we and once we have this, then we can develop the intentions but not before the vision. And likewise, you can't employ the means until the proper intentions are in place. So, you know, one of the reasons, if not the main reason we fail so often at making changes is because we, we, we immediately focus on the means before we have a clear image of what the change is and what that change looks like. And, and uh, before we form like true desire, that, 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 that desire that empowers your will to utilize the, the powers that you have, right? The proper means to accomplish and turn this vision into a reality. We typically skip everything else and just go straight to the means. But without the proper vision and intention, the means basically, well, takes you only so far. Maybe maybe it takes you a couple of months. Maybe if you're good. Maybe it just, just a couple of weeks. And oftentimes, just a week, right? <laughs> or maybe just a few days. And at the end of it, well... No change has occurred. There's nothing different. And that's typically what happens when we don't have the proper vision in mind and we haven't bought into that vision. We're not, we're not, and haven't, we don't have the proper intention. We haven't determined to do it. If we just simply focus on the means, we're just trying to grind it out. And that, that never works. It just, it just doesn't work. And I think, I think the hardest part of all of this is actually this stage at this level, the level of intentions, because we can actually deceive ourselves when it comes to what we think we intend to do. Like we, we have to be careful in examining our thinking and, and being honest with what we intend, what we, what we have decided to do. We have to ask ourselves, you know, do, you, do we really desire to change or is it just something that other people think we should do? Is it something that we're told that you need to do but really don't want to do? Regardless, just be honest in assessing what you really want, what you really want to do, and then ask yourself why. Like, why do you want to do it? It doesn't mean it's a bad thing or, or it, it actually might be not, might not be the best thing for you, right? And, and if it's not, then you have more work to do in this stage. But you have to, it's okay to assess and understand where you really are. Like, what do I really want to do? And that will tell you a lot. And just be honest with yourself because deceiving yourself Tricking yourself into thinking that you really have, that these are your true intentions, that you really desire to do this. 
it's just setting you up for failure. Figure out what is it that you really want to do? What changes do you really want to make? Where do your desires really lie? And if it's helpful, if it's if it's if it's not something that's gonna that's hurtful, that's okay. It may not necessarily reach the ideal standard that's constantly forced down your throat or the images that you're constantly seeing or what you're being told that you should uh, strive for. Um, that and that's okay. Meet yourself where you are. If you can meet other people where they are, meet yourself where you are. And then if you find out that what you really desire is not helpful, it's it's hurtful and maybe toxic and it's not gonna it's not going to it's not a good thing for you. Well then you have more work when it comes to the vision. You have more work when it comes to these particular stages, okay? Which is why understanding or having a clear, proper vision and the intentions is extremely important. Those things have to be in place before you can before you can utilize the means. I think the biggest part of the work is done with vision and intention. Means are just resources. You figuring out what works best for you and experimenting and failing and this not working. I'll change this up. And regardless, you know, the means can change. There's just means to an end. The end is the vision becoming a reality. That's all that is. So let's uh, let's recap. Okay. If you if you want to make changes that stick, here's what you need to do. Obtain the vision. What is it that you're wanting to change? Form the intention to change, which means you need to make the decision to do so. And be careful with this step. Make sure you actually intend to make this change. And if so, then determine the means you're going to use to turn that vision into a reality. And find out what's going to work for you. What are you going to use to help you turn this vision into a reality? Make it so. Now, it sounds simple. And when you talk about it in this way, right? But as I think I've shown, it has the power to take you inward into spaces maybe you haven't explored yet. It can become complex and complicated. But it doesn't mean it has a start that way. and doesn't mean that it's always going to turn out that way. And so, to make changes that stick, we need to use a process by which we orient ourselves towards some change and become it. And so let me leave you with two questions to maybe help you get started, if you so desire. Number one, answer this. What changes would you like to make and why? What changes would you like to make and why? Secondly, what are the links to which you are willing to go to implement a process that will bring change that sticks? Answer those two questions get you started on this journey to change that sticks. And if if you would like some help with this type of process, you can send me a message, adam at walkingcloser.com. I'm more than willing to do what I can to help anyone out in journeys transformation. So grace and peace. I'll talk to you soon.